Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> hey, y'all, welcome to Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. We're your host, Diamond and Silk and Silk on Silk. Diamond on Diamond. Okay, so Silk, what a long day, a long yes. beautiful day. Before we even get started with the nitty gritty of the show, I want you to stop right now. Stop. And I want you to share this broadcast, <laughs> share this podcast, share Frank Speech TV. Yes. Share, share, share Lindell TV. Sharon is Karen, and if you care about America, you would share. That's right. More people have to know what's going on in the country. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to see people are not just woke, but they are awakening to the hoopla, to the foolery, to the corruption, yep. to everything that's to going lies. on. Yeah. And Biden can try to explain himself out of this. He can't even explain himself out of a hole. Mm -hmm. He can't even explain himself out of a basement. No. Nope. So he's not going to be able to explain himself out of this. And for those people that's taken up for Biden mm -hmm. and don't want people to re uh, to vote Republican, but want people to vote against their own interests, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you for the foolery. People are not stupid. Understand this, mm -hmm. that the Democrats have the House, mm -hmm. they have the Senate, uh -huh. and they've seized the White House. Uh -huh. And you mean to tell me nothing is done for Americans? Uh -uh. And then you got bastards walking around here advocating for them to continue to vote against their own interests, mm -hmm. vote for their own demise? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you claim that Republicans ain't going to do nothing for nobody? Mm -hmm. Well, I will have to trust a Republican than to trust these Democrats uh -huh. that's grooming our children, Come on, that's got a border wide open, uh -huh. that don't care about high food costs, and using our strategic oil, knowing that we could possibly go to war and we not gonna have no type of ammunition mm -hmm. to fight back. That's right. Yeah. You all got to be out of your, your mind, mind if you think that we, the people, the American people, and the <laughs> one thing that I love, Silk, is that the American people are standing together, together on a lot of these issues. That's I was right. just looking at a video mm -hmm. where you have the Muslims up there in Dearborn, mm -hmm. saying this ain't about no political uh, issue. That's right. We don't want this foolishness in these schools when it comes to our children. To our children, that's right. This ain't about no politics. Mm -mm. We don't want the grooming of our children. Mm -mm. We're not taking sides when it comes to politics. We don't want this happening. When you see parents are standing together, Christians and Muslims are standing together, together. to stop this foolery. foolishness, yes. that tells you everything that you need to know. That's now, right. you don't have to agree with how people live their lives, right. but I have an appreciation when I see people stand up to what I call the, I was going to use the F word with you, okay, I can't okay. use it over your break me. The foolery. Yes. Uh-huh. And that's what's got to happen. That's right. If more people more people are going to have to stand up yeah. to what's happening and what's going on. And it does my heart good. That's that's about being American right there. That's right. Hand in hand. Yeah. And you ain't got to like who they serve. That's right. Hand in hand. It's about using common sense. That's right. That's what's working out right here. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is to see when I see a lot of these liberals, they have so much uh, uh, very harmful and bad things to say about Republicans. Mm -hmm. They can take and down and condemn yeah. Republicans. But I have yet to hear them say one good thing about Democrats. Because they don't have anything good to say about Democrats because yeah. Democrats ain't doing nothing good Not a dog for the country. Thing. They're destroying the country. Uh -huh. Bit by bit, piece by piece Yes, is what they're doing. Yes, And so it does my heart good when I see Americans stand hand in hand yes. and say enough of this foolery. We not going to tolerate it That's no right. more. We all got to speak out and we all got to stop this tearing. That's right. I don't see anything wrong with it. Mm -hmm. You may not agree. You may not like certain people, what they say mm -hmm. or how they say it, but they have a right to say it. And if they calling this mess out, because yes. I think people are tired. People are understanding 
how we've been hoodwinked mm -hmm. for so long. long. And let me tell you something. The media used to run the show. Mm -hmm. And now the media can't run nobody. Because mm -hmm. ain't nobody paying them no attention. Mm -hmm. Why do you have, why do you think you got the talking hands up there on TV trying to convince you? <laughs> they trying to convince you. Yep. Trying to get you to see. Trying to get you to vote against your, your own, own interests. Make somebody else look good, yeah. look bad. Blame the other party. Right. Blame them for the stuff that's going on in our country right now instead of blaming this here imbecile. Uh huh. That's of what he does. He don't want to sign these executive orders. Uh huh. Doing this foolery. That's right. On the country. Uh huh. Shout out to everybody if you're watching us on Getter and Roku. Mm -hmm. Shout out to CTA TV. Shout out to RSVN that stream Shout a out. lot of our content we really 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 do appreciate you all mm -hmm. shout out just to everybody yeah shout out to all of your emails everybody that sends us something and listen if you have not gotten the frank speech or the frank social go to your app store download it it's absolutely free yeah please download it and i'm going to say two things please 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 make sure you get out and vote that's right it is imperative that you vote you all, like, your life depended on it. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of stuff is, is, is in the media. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of things that's happening or whatever, and it's merely a distraction. That's right. To prepare you from voting, but you have to do your civil duty. You have to get out and vote. Yeah. You have to get out and vote. You cannot let somebody drive. Because, see, when you don't vote, yep. you, you're giving the opposition the power to do to continue to destroy the country. That's right. To continue to destroy your American dream. And when you don't vote, the opposition gets to use your name, your information, mm -hmm. to put it wherever they want to put it. That's right. And even though it's illegal, the deal is, a lot of times, it's being done. It's being done. So that's why it's imperative that you get out, make sure you vote, take somebody with you to vote. Mm -hmm. That is a registered voter. That's right. It's imperative that everybody Get out and vote. A legal register. Uh -huh, right. We want you to vote on that day if yeah. you can. Yeah. You know, if you can. Uh -huh. And the goal is to overvote the chief. Overvote the chief. One more thing I want to say before we bring on the guest. Okay. A shout out to all of our men. Yes. You know, I have to continue to say this because, you know, I am tired of our men being emasculated. Mm -hmm. And I have to say shout out to all of our men. I think that men don't need saviors. What they need is encouragement. Yep. And I want to encourage our men to be men and not want to put on our girls and paint their nails pink. That's right. I want to yep. encourage you all to be men. I think right now what we need is we need heroes. Heroes. We, we need, and see, we find a hero mm -hmm. in a man. In a man. Uh -huh. And that's what we need. We need to see more. We need to see the men doing something, uh -huh. not doing what the left-leaning liberals want you to do, uh -huh. like paint your nails and do all that. I don't need you to be me. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's and right. I'm not trying to be you. Oh, no. I need for you to be, be you because you. God made you a good representation that's right. of yourself and of god and in god's image uh -huh, that's right uh -huh. that's right so i don't care what nobody say uh -huh. i don't care what the left is trying to do mm -hmm. i don't care what they what what what's going on we still need our men in this country. Uh, men and i want masculine men that's right and i don't want them emasculated or demonized uh -huh. for being men uh-huh that's right or uh -huh. being strong they men. were created to be men that's right let them be men and i'm going to say this here before i break it because i apologize uh -huh. for always functioning and masculine energy okay okay all right feeling like that y'all are not there 
to protect me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mm -hmm. tell y'all a little story. Okay. So the other week we was at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So Silk said, Dinah, mm -hmm. she said, the reason why these men be trying to come on to you is because you don't have on a brassiere. Mm -hmm. It never dawned on me, you all. Mm -hmm. I was hiding my purse on the side mm -hmm. because I thought these people were trying to rob me. Mm -hmm. You see how the state of our country got me afraid uh -huh. of the men. Uh -huh. I thought they were all trying to rob me. She said, when you go out, you got to make sure you put on certain things so they won't be looking at you in that type of way. Right, right, right. She right. said, now, if I get on these transgenders, don't you think I ain't going to get on you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that made me aware. See, I'm functioning out of masculine energy. Uh-huh. Well, okay, let me let me get let myself out of it. So get if ready. anybody do something, I'm ready for. You ready? To I go even changed my pocketbook and everything. I ain't thinking about somebody trying to come on to, to me. You. I'm thinking about well, oh, somebody probably trying to rob me. No, no, you no. see what I'm they saying? So let me apologize okay. for functioning <laughs> in masculine energy, and I need to understand. I need to stay in feminine energy uh -huh. and let you all. You all are the masculine energy. That's right. And so I want to encourage uh -huh. our men. And I said I'm going to continue to encourage our men. Yes, I'm going right. to have to continue to encourage yes. you all. I got to y'all got to come back this way. But love have beat our men down. They so have brought beat them down. Brought beat them down. They brought beat them down in front of us. I have to stop. you yeah. listen. Don't fall into the trap. That's right. We need you, you all as right. men. Yes. We need our men. We need our masculine men. We need our alpha men. We need y'all. That's right. We, we we surely do. Yeah. And I ain't afraid to say it. Heck no. Because I don't want to take out the trash when it's cold. And I'm tired. I don't want to kill no bugs. I don't like doing none of that. I don't want to cut no grass. I don't like that. I don't want to break a nail. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. That's for the men to do. Yep. And I want you all to operate and function in what God created you Come on. to be. Amen. Not what the left telling you that you, you got, got to, to be, be or else. Uh-huh. Not what this these TV uh -huh. shows telling you uh -huh. what you got to be. But what God created you That's right. to be is what I want to see. Yeah. So I said that on the, I'm going to try to do it every day. Uh-huh. Talk to our men, men because we love you all, and I'm not trying to be your savior. Mm -mm. I ain't trying to be your savior. No. Because, honey, I ain't no soup kitchen over here, and ain't no shelter over here. We ain't running no shelter, no, no. soup kitchen. No. But what women need to do is encourage, encourage men. men. You need to encourage our men. Yes. And don't encourage them to put on your girl and paint their nails pink either. That's right. And leave your leave the women wigs alone. And leave, that's right. That's, uh -huh. right. that's what I need for you all to do. Mm -hmm. I need for y'all to stand in your masculine stand energy. Stand in your masculine men energy. Because we are really at war that's with right. something that's invisible. We ain't never seen no mm -hmm. mess, no anything invisible no more. Because they, they just let their freak flag fly just right, it right in our, our face. face. That's right. I, but I need you all to stand up to this here foolishness. Come on. So that the women won't have to operate in masculine energy. We can stay in feminine energy. That's right. And let the men well, handle this. That was the reason I feel that the left wanted to emasculate our men anyway. Mm, because mm. they know they are of the stronger vassal. Yeah. So with this war, this war that's going on, good versus evil, mm -hmm. if our men are weak, how yeah. can they protect That's the women right. That's and right. the children? Uh huh. Yeah. Time for men to man up. Man up. Uh, and I, I'm not. Listen, I don't want to argue with we you. We ain't gonna argue with you. And I don't want to down you because no. I get it. Nope. But I need for you to snap out of the fog. Snap. Come back to reality. Uh huh. 
you men and we need you. God gave you the muscles they, for they a gave, reason. They gave it to you for uh-huh. a reason. They not. Don't okay. get it started. Now, girl, let me. Uh, uh, speaking of men, we have a father that's going to be coming on right now. All right. Let me go ahead and introduce him. Uh-huh. He's a father who spoke out against the over-sexualization library books. Mm-hmm. And he also spoke out about critical race theory. I want you all to welcome to the show, Sean McBreetery. I hope I said it right. Pretty, pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, okay, listen, first off, go ahead, first Sean. off, ladies, I'm here for you, okay? I am the man here for you. And, uh, you know, one of your own, Sharona Bishop, recently said, America's mom just called me America's most dangerous dad. So I'm here for you. And, uh, I, you know, I, I want to make sure. But it's Sean McBriarty. You're pretty close. There's a lot of vowels okay. in there. Okay. Well, Sean, first of all, thank you for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Now, are you being sued? Or were you sued by a local district for exposing the transgender library display? Can you explain to us what happened? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, a local district, Herman School District here, uh, right near Bangor, Maine, uh, is suing me for essentially trying to deny my First Amendment rights. Uh, I exposed a 40-book uh, transgender library display in which they displayed 63 genders. And then I went on to do some more homework and found out that the teacher, Mallory Cook from Herman, who luckily, she's recently uh, uh, has resigned from the school, which is actually a good thing, but she's gone on to work for the main uh, teachers union, the MEA. Now, this teacher, Mallory Cook, was also the paid faculty advisor to the Gender Sexuality Alliance in the school, if you can believe that. But one of the things I wanted to touch on, uh, ladies, is last night you were talking about generational wealth to the Black community. Yeah. And, you know, to me, that's education, right? You can achieve anything you wish. However, the state of Maine and and as a country, we're in rough shape right now. We've got the worst governor in the history of the state and Janet Mills. And obviously, we've got corn pop sitting there in the White House. So one of the things I wrote down today was a quote from Thomas Sowell. And it says, uh, ours may be the first civilization destroyed not by the power of our enemies, but by the ignorance of our teachers and the dangerous nonsense they are teaching children. So race, skin color, sexuality, none of that should be something that is discussed in schools. That's a parental obligation and a parental right, because ladies, we're all equal under God and under the law. Amen. Oh, I totally agree with that. So what are they suing you for exactly? Well, they called it, they, they can't figure out what to do. They called it hazing. They called it harassment. They called it stalking. They called it a number of different things. It doesn't, it doesn't work because my First Amendment opinion allows me the opportunity to say just about everything I want unless I'm inciting violence, using obscenities and these kind of things. So it's, it's one of those things where uh, the left, the teachers up here, they're just having hissy fits after hissy fits because... I'm exposing them and what they're doing, and and they just don't want anything uh, to do with that. So, you know, we certainly can talk about books because I I think books are one of the things. Though it's it's a shiny object, right? It's it's really a distraction from what's really happening in these schools. And if you want to chase down your school board to talk about a four month challenge on a book that you don't like, now first off, I don't agree with these books being in the library, mm-hmm. but. The curriculum in the classroom is really where you need to spend your time. And for full disclosure, ladies, I tell everybody, every parent I can speak to, pull your kids out of these K through 12 government run schools tomorrow because it's biblically bad. I mean, you've been talking about this for quite some time, but, you know, this is a Marxist initiative 
started by the American Library Association, who just happens to be run by a Marxist lesbian. Wow. And uh, these librarians in Maine, they're pushing intellectual freedom, which is really AKA porn in the classroom and porn in the library. They're trying to normalize sex to minors. It's grooming of children and it's just disgusting. Well, let me ask you this here, Sean. How did you find out about the transgender books being in the library? Did you start? Yeah, I had a concern. Yeah, I had a concerned citizen in Herman who was afraid to speak out. Um, I've been speaking out now for two and a half years. And they came to me, sent me uh, some pictures, and uh, and then I exposed that on my uh, on on the fake book uh, on main main source of truth, my podcast. I've got a Facebook page, and uh, we we started to dig and find out more information. And so the more that you start to dig into these schools, and I would ask every parent out there who has any concern with the curriculum, you need to start with the freedom of access. Sometimes it's called FOIA in different states, but it's your right to know. You are a tax paying citizen. These are your children. And what these leftist progressive teachers are trying to do and these counselors and these librarians are separate you from the children. That's the goal, ladies, right? Right, mm -hmm. right. They want to separate you from the children. Now, are you finding that more people are on your side when it comes to this issue? Like, do people understand that our children are really being groomed and this is really child abuse, sexual abuse? Do people understand that? Well, I think, I think what's happening is you have a fight or flight or freeze reaction to this stuff. So if I say to somebody, did you know you have pornography in your local library? Did you know that the 2020, uh, 2022 main teacher of the year, Kelsey Stoyanova, provided a book list that had transgender, anti-father, anti-police, LGBTQ, and hardcore kitty porn on it? They kind of cocked their head like a dog because they don't know what to do with that information. So sometimes it takes two or three iterations for somebody to really understand what's going on. I believe there are a lot of uh, parents and taxpayers on our side. I speak as an advocate for students and teachers as well. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, I think uh, this, this is going to be an interesting election uh, coming up in less than three weeks on November 8th. We have our midterms here in Maine. A lot of states do. But unless we can get these conservatives to understand what's going on and then vote like their kids' lives depend on it, because it does, I don't know what's going to happen. I, and, and honestly, I'm kind of, it's a 50-50 toss-up, I think, in Maine right now. Sean, you did something about when it comes to critical race theory. You called them out about that. Tell us about that. Yeah, so when my uh, twins, uh, uh, my twin daughters were juniors at a school called uh, Greeley uh, down in uh, Cumberland, Maine, MSA 51, they sent us a letter on June 2nd, 2020 that mentioned us as white supremacists five times. There was an equity letter put on by essentially a bunch of woke white women uh, who, who really felt like it was their moral imperative to train these kids on the topic of race. That's, in fact, what the superintendent, Jeff Porter, stated himself. And I, as a father, said, no, I think that's my job. And the more I dug into that school district, again, with FOA requests, freedom of access, right to know, I found out that they were paying an anti-racist partner money who said, in order to eliminate racism, we must eliminate capitalism and move to a socialist and anarchist form of government. Now, ladies, can you believe that wow. statement coming from a taxpayer-funded public K-12 school? Okay, so, so then that means that they are indoctrinating instead of educating our children with this information. So our children will be looking to grow up for, at, expecting a handout 
instead of wanting to obtain the American dream on their own. There's, right. no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and really in Maine, only 36% of fourth grade students in Maine are proficient at English, at reading and writing. Uh, only again, basically one in thir- three kids, right? And then it's the same thing in eighth grade for math. Only 34% of Maine uh, students are proficient in math. It's horrific what's going on. And each year, these administrators get more and more money from the taxpayers for worse and worse administrative uh, situations. The assessments are going right down the toilet. And uh, it seems like right now, the only thing that these school boards will listen to is a lawsuit. And we can talk a little bit about the $40,000 win uh, here in Hamden, if you wish. Well, before that, what I was going to say is piggyback on something you said, how they send out these letters to the parents to slow walk you into this. But if the parents don't get together and open up their mouth, stop living in fear and being in fear, you have your child's life to save here. Right. And that, that means stepping up to the plate, not waiting and getting behind one person and saying, I'm scared, but I, you, I got your support. No, all parents are going to have to come up and stand together against this 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 predatory pedophilia uh, uh, porn that they're trying to push down our children's throat by grooming them. And I don't know, it's it's this this spirit of pedophilia that have basically entered our our country Mm -hmm. to the point where where it's in the White House and and people want to be quiet about it. Nobody want to talk about it. Now they want to push it down your children's throat and everybody just want to go and hide somewhere. It's time for we as American citizens to open up our mouth against this demonic spirit that's creeped into our country and into our schools. That's right. Now, Sean, talk about this settlement that you won. What happened with that? Yeah, so part of the situation with Kelsey Stoyanova, the main teacher of the year, and her book list was that I would go to every school board meeting and use my three minutes of public comment to expose the situation. Now, first off, the school board did not take any responsibility for this book list, which was forced on 11-year-old kids. Actually, there was no age restrictions on it, but in the middle school where she works as an eighth grade teacher, they did daily announcements, prizes, and incentives to have folks read books like All Boys Aren't Blue, which is just, again, hardcore pornography. Um, So they tried to gavel me out of the building. They essentially tried to permit, uh, uh, restrict me from going on the premises with a no trespass. And because of my lawyers, the Randazza Legal Group and the Center for American Liberty, uh, we got a Obama-appointed judge to begrudgingly uh, produce a 28-page ruling that said, no, Mr. McBriarty has the ability for public comment, and you cannot deny him that. And that, ladies, really should give parents across the country uh, confidence to do the same thing. And they need to step up to that microphone. They need to let their voice be known, because if they don't defend their kids, Nobody else is going to. That's right, Sean. I like mm-hmm. what you said. If they don't defend their kids, nobody else is going to. Long gone are the days where you think you can stay in bed, send them to the bus stop, mm-hmm. and you don't know what's happening. Yeah. You need to know what's happening in these schools. Yes. You need to get involved. You need to go to all board meetings if you can make it or some board meetings. That's right. But you really, truly do need to get involved. If not, it's going to be a lost generation. It's going to be a lost generation. Yeah. Okay, so you won that particular settlement. They settled out of court with you, right? Yeah, and just for the record, ladies, I'm not taking a penny of taxpayer dollars. It's all going to legal fees. We hope to create a legal offense fund. Uh, once we win the Herman case, again, after I pay off my lawyers, um, and we'll speak a little bit of that, how to do that at the end, 
Um, I'm hoping to help other parents across the country to fight against this indoctrination and help them to understand how to mechanically go about this. Because like I said, uh, these, these teachers, these administrators, these librarians, these superintendents, they don't care about what you say because for so long, nobody has said anything. And one of the interesting things that's going on here is I mentioned uh, the, the FOA request. We've got a superintendent in Gorham, Maine named Heather Perry, who's, who's a couple of things. First off, I believe uh, that she's got some really ish, big issues with her hiring practices. She said, we often have candidates who are not fully certified to apply, but I'll be honest, that's often because they are white candidates who feel empowered to do so. Now, woke white women like Superintendent Perry are the problem. They're not the solution. And frankly, she's a disgust, she's a disgrace to women leaders out there. But she thinks that American people are still marginalized because of the color of their skin or their melanin being darker uh, in some you know, folks than others. But her viewpoint is racist in itself. And believe me, yeah. I know racism exists. I just don't believe institutional racism exists. Okay. Mm. All right. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Tell everybody how they can get in contact with you, how they can get involved and support the, and support the, the and support the fund. Yeah, I think educational freedom wins the day on November 8th. Uh, I would urge everybody in the state of Maine and across the country to get out and bring everybody you know to the polls. Um, I do have a Give, Send, Go account. It's givesendgo.com slash Sean McRiarty. I'm hoping tonight that maybe we can raise $300 so that I can then go in superior court and uh, put a, uh, a local superintendent who's willfully withholding forward information and, and, and work on a case there. But as I mentioned, I've got a $29,000 legal bill I'm trying to pay off. Um, and, and what I say to folks is, if you're not willing to stand beside me, then please get behind me. And financially, conservatives are having a hard time raising funds, as you know. Uh, we fight dark money, the media, the government, all kinds of things. So if you don't want to donate to me, donate on some of the courageous people that are on my podcast, The Main Source of Truth. You can find that on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all kinds of places. And uh, please follow me on Twitter. And I would love to see if I can get you folks on my podcast sometime. Just let me know your availability, and, and I would love to have uh, uh, the opportunity to interview you folks on education. Oh, wow. Thank Thanks you so hard. much, Sean. Just contact our people, or we'll figure this thing out. Mm -hmm. But thank you so much for sharing your story, and thank you so much. Yeah, God bless, you. ladies. I really appreciate God it. Keep pushing. You God bless you. All wow. All right, Man, you all. We'll be right back with more Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. Don't forget about Grave Care, you all, where they break down health care barriers to save you time and money. Mm -hmm. Go to gravecare.com. Use promo code TRUMP1 to sign up for your first bundle. If you're having problems when it comes to these hospitals, when it comes to these doctors, it's not just about the pandemic. It can be about anything. anything. Gravecare.com. Use promo code TRUMP1 to receive a discount. Also, don't forget about the Hypochlorous Body Spray. Yes. If you want to keep pathogens, viruses, and bacteria at bay, Go to cbspray.com and get your hypochlorous spray. If you haven't gotten your potassium iodine, if you need hydroxychloroquine, or if you need ivermectin, go to drstellamd.com. Yes. And we've been talking about the circulatory system or how it affects and impacts everything. Go over there to the Dr. Artist Show mm -hmm. and pick up you something for that. Everything use promo code Trump one. Now listen, I know what everything I said. I don't want you to get a little hasty, but mm -hmm. I want you to go over there and get you some tasty at mystore.com. Um, get the my coffee, the pods. 
They are available. Even get you a nice coffee cup. You can get that at mystore.com. Use promo code Trump1 mm-hmm. to receive a discount. That's mystore.com. Right. I say the best part to waking up is not being woke, but being awake with, <laughs> with my, my coffee. coffee. <laughs> I love it, y'all. I love it. So make sure. But also, don't forget about mypillow.com. Yes. Use promo code Trump1 to receive up to 66% off your entire purchase over there. Don't forget about our book, UprisingMyStore.com, promo code Trump1. Don't forget about our bumper sticker and our t-shirt. Yes. It took 2,000 views to install one jackass. Mm-hmm. DiamondAndSoup.com, use promo code Trump1 as well. Yes. Well, make sure you head over there to DiamondSoupStore.com. And get you a t-shirt or get you one of those bumper stickers. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I heard that they have bling cups on sale. Yes, they do. I think they're, well, I don't know. $4.99. Yeah, so head over there to diamondstickstore.com and get you one. And also don't forget about mypillow.com. Use promo code TRUMP1 to receive up to 66% off your entire purchase. I'm pretty sure they want to know where to get those bling cups from. Oh. They can go to diamondandsilkstore.com. That's diamondandsilkstore.com. Uh, and if you use promo code TRUMP1, you can receive an additional 10% off the $4.99. Oh, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, you all. So with everything that's going on, so we just talked to this this like alpha male yes, about yes. the over-sexualization of books and libraries at the school, and it looked like he put the handle on that. That's so right. please make sure you support that. I don't know if you all have heard, but... What the CDC is doing, I know Brandon Howes is talking about oh. it. I've been looking at this all day, trying to figure this thing out. And you know what? I We need to just bring on some more guests yes. to talk about all of this and more. So mm-hmm. listen, they are advocating for our health and safety. I want you to welcome back to the show, Miss Priscilla Romans, Greta Crawford, and Laura Barlett. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Laura's going to be getting on here soon. Okay, darling. Okay. All right. We can can rock and roll. Okay. Let's (laughs) go ahead and start the conversation. Now, I know you all are hearing what the CDC is trying to do. They're trying to make it mandatory for children to take uh, these vaccines. First of all, Priscilla, what are your thoughts about that? Because this is very, this is very scary. Yeah. Well, I, I was a pediatric intensive care nurse for many, many years in a children's hospital. So the the cardiac kids are very near and dear to my heart. And what I've learned and to all the people out there that have always gone to get their kids their vaccinations, they've been following the pediatric schedule. Look, I did it, okay? I didn't know all the way up until a handful of years ago what was really going on because I believed what I was being told. So when people come to us and they're starting to question things, which is good, right? Mm -hmm. We want to inform them as to what their options are. They can say no, right? They're going to have to start using the word no. You do not want to put this in your child, period. There is some really bad, uh, bad consequences. You said they can say no, right? Oh, they can and they should say no. Because guess what? Once you get that put into your body, you can't suck it out. Like, what are you going to do if your kid has myocarditis? Get your life together. That's their heart. Mm -hmm. And this here is considered a gene therapy, correct? It's like a, it's a. Do, do, do. The the injection changes your God-given DNA. 
That's what it is. You don't need to change your DNA. You might need to support it with some really good immune support, but why would you change your God-given DNA? I think this was their plan all along. You think so? Um, my daughter is in junior high and I, um, I, I got her exempt the last two years from vaccines because I caught on a little late. Um, but better late than never. And so I filled out the exemption form for Texas and on it, it has all the um, vaccines listed that you don't want. And I checked them all. And then it explicitly states, this does not include the COVID-19 vaccine. So that right there told me that they were planning on doing something with that. So I, I, I was kind of, when I filled that out, I thought something like this was going to come. And if I have to, I will, I will pull my child out before she gets yeah. anything injected in her arm. I really don't think that people know that this vaccine is like a technology. It's not like our other vaccines. Right. And, and I hear people say, well, we took all the other vaccines. This is a new technology. This is not like the other, right. other vaccines. And so I think parents need to be very mindful, do their <laughs> research before they say, Hey, we're going to take that's this. my reason for saying gene therapy, because we keep calling it a vaccine. And when they hear the word vaccine, they only know what they know what a vaccine is. This you said it right is a technology. Mm -hmm. And why would they want to put a technology inside of a child as if the child is a robot? Right. Uh -huh. And none of this stuff gets rid of COVID, even right. though they lied to us and said, if you take this vaccine, you're not going to catch COVID. People are still catching COVID. And the, and the worst part about this whole experiment is that people are spike proteining on other, other people, people, giving mm -hmm. them symptoms as if they've had a vaccine. So right. it's just, this is the most crazy. But children have a, have a 99.95 uh, survival rate. Why would you give right. them anything? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I heard that there is a story. I think that this is somebody that um, you all are working with. Um, a hospital gave somebody some rendisivir and all of this other stuff, and they started having issues. I, I need somebody to talk about. You got to tell, tell the story. What's happening, yes. what's happening let, with let me, that? So let me, the reason why we're coming to you is one, I want to thank you for sharing this story. Joyce Wright is a wife that had her husband in the University of Utah Hospital up until Friday of this last week when he was killed in the hospital without her permission. So I want to tell the story because her story is super important. She was gonna join us tonight, but she's having a lot of, um, she's in a lot of grief. She's had to make some really tough decisions in terms of what to do with the body. And she fought for her husband. And um, she's in her seventies, he was in his sixties and um, what they went through was very tragic, but how they came in to get help is what one, everybody needs to know, first of all, because okay. there, there are options in terms of even getting free advocacy right off the bat if somebody is in need. So Joyce called the advocacy hotline that I'll have Laura and Greta share about because it's their hotline. And right. she called in. And I think just, uh, Laura, I'll, I'll let you share because you, you're the one who actually started with this. Right. Okay. So Go ahead, Laura. I have a, a, a hotline that I started um, because of my work for the last two years, um, right. having people in this kind of situation where they need help. They, they find that the, uh, 
the hospitals are are just uh, uh, not listening to them. They're being disregarded. They, you know, they just need all kinds of, they need support. Um, they just were not prepared for this sort of situation. And it's not just COVID. It's, it's any, it could be virtually anything. It could be going to the hospital uh, with a, a broken arm or having a heart attack. It could be anything these days. So Joyce had called me and um, she was in a situation that I thought that grave care was much more skilled at. I hadn't done a, a hospital transfer. And so I called grave care to handle that because um, referred to them because I'm not going to learn on the job, frankly. I'm, I'm not going to waste somebody's time trying to figure out how to do that. I hadn't done one. And so uh, I handed her off to grave care. You can you can fill her in on everything that happened after that. Okay. So great yep, care so, took over. So go ahead. Yep. So so Laura called us said, "Hey, this wife really needs help. Her husband in a hospital in Utah. They're not listening. They're not communicating. So our advocates jumped in. We tried to collaborate with the hospital for several weeks. Lots of different. We sent demand letters. We um, tried to facilitate conversations with an ethics meeting." Um, they refused to do all of those things that you would expect a hospital to do because when a, when a person like Frankie couldn't speak for himself, his spouse was the decision maker. And what had happened in this situation, they not only weren't having her a part of the plan of care, and this was not a COVID hospitalization, number one, okay? So that should perk everybody's ears. This was not a COVID hospitalization. That is an alert right there. So people need to start understanding this is happening outside of these situations. She wanted her husband to get out of that hospital. He had gone there to the hospital because he was at a facility. And when they when they were doing his dialysis, they fluid overload him. He had too much fluid because he had bad kidneys and he had respiratory issues. So the facility transferred him to the hospital. The hospital tried, you know, got him stable. The wife did not want him to go back to that facility because of the care that he was. Oh, Lord, she's freezing out. Okay, she's freezing. freezing. We're going to go ahead. And as a Monday of last week, they decided without the consent of the spouse to remove nutrition from him, the feedings that were going in his tube, and dialysis. He needed dialysis. He was getting it three times a week. Anybody okay, that's wait, 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 wait. Let me just let me just back up. I want to make sure I'm, I clarify this here. So it was not severe. He was already on dialysis, and whatever they were doing with the dialysis caused fluid to bag up in his body. Okay, that's and right. then are you saying that all of a sudden they made a decision to stop the dialysis? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they did last Monday. They, they said no more dialysis, no more nutrition going through his, his tube. He couldn't swallow on his own. He had a lot of, he had a lot of chronic issues. He was very sick, but this hospital made the decision to do this without her permission. permission. So five days with no nutrition, no dialysis. Guess what happened on Friday? The wife went into the hospital and 
His ventilator that was connected to his trach that was providing oxygen was removed. He was laying there going, he was struggling to breathe because they removed the ventilator. The nurse proceeded to come in with fentanyl in a syringe and give fentanyl, IV fentanyl through his IV. And the wife, I had my advocate on the phone and the, my advocate said, what are you doing? She does not want the fentanyl. She does not want the fentanyl given to my to her husband. What is your name? I'm gonna write your name down because I'm gonna report you to the nursing boards. You are not listening to what the wife wants. The nurse proceeded to give it because she was following doctor's orders and she gave it. That was the last dose. And he died, I think about nine minutes after that fentanyl dose. Uh, whoa, 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 okay. So first of all, let mm -hmm. me ask you this, Priscilla. Why was he put on a ventilator? He had previous um, health issues that stem from um, being having a surgery that it went fine. But what happened is he was on the blood thinner should have been probably stopped because he ended up bleeding out and having a brain bleed. And they had to emergently bring him back to surgery. They had to remove, you know, you know, part of the skull. He had um, intracranial pressure, which is a lot of pressure in the brain because of the bleed. Then he had neurological issues. So most likely he would have probably been on the, he would be on the ventilator with the trach and having a feeding tube for the rest of his life. But this is what the wife wanted. She was willing to take care of him. It wasn't the hospital decision or my decision to tell her what to do for her husband, right? Like, I, so the, the, the issue that I have with this, with my background in nursing, is the fact that a hospital totally left this wife out of all the plan of care. That oh, is wow. completely wrong. It's unethical to do that. And they wouldn't even allow us to even get good clinical so we could properly advise and say, hey, hospital, I know you're done work with them. You're not getting insurance money because he doesn't meet acute standards because they weren't getting paid. There's a certain point of time in a hospital stay that a patient no longer meets what's called acute care. And that's what was happening with this patient. That, that is words for insurance isn't going to pay for the visit anymore. So he was an extended length of stay. When that happens, the hospital's eating the cost. And Laura will tell you what she knows in terms of what's going on probably with the hospitals and being on bonds and how Laura has a lot more background in that realm. And, and they're being tightly squeezed financially. So when you are draining the resources out of a hospital, guess what? They might make decisions for end of life care for you, although you might not want that. That's the reality of what's happening because that really did happen. Frankie is no longer here. And this is oh. not an isolated situation either. Um, the, the hospitals are treating based on what kind of revenue they're going to either keep or revenue they're going to get. Mm -hmm. And um, Laura and I worked with someone that he went to go check on his brother who had, again, not a COVID problem. He was having a pancreas problem. And he went and the first thing he did was try to find a nurse while they were doing the shift change. So he went directly to the room and spoke to the doctor there. And the first thing he said was to this doctor, can I please ha have or be informed of the medications my brother is getting before he gets them? The doctor got offensive and or defensive and said, um, why do you want to know that? 
And he said, well, I want to be aware of what you're giving my brother. And she said, well, what medications are you worried about? And he said, well, I know I don't want remdesivir. And she, he said, uh, he's the, the doctor said, well, does he have COVID? And, uh, he said, no, he, he's tested negative for COVID. And she said, well, then he has nothing to worry about. So later on, he was on the phone with Laura and told Laura, I have to go. The police are here. Um, it turns out that one of the nurses that had never seen him before called the police and said that he was belligerent and drunk just fabricated this whole story. And, and that's how, that's exactly the situation we're facing is if you want to know about your medication and you want to know about, you know, your care and you question authority, then they're going to try any kind of scare tactic they can use to mm -hmm. try to put you in your place and keep your mouth shut. And, and everyone needs to be aware of this. Okay, let me ask you one more question. Let's go back to the, to the gentleman that just passed away. Why did they give him fentanyl? I thought fentanyl was like a deadly drug. So why would you give him that? Why did they give him that? Can they Gre me? Greta, I'll, I'll defer to Greta I'm, since okay. you have a nursing background. Oh, well, no, I don't, I don't have a nursing background. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, not Greta, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Priscilla. Priscilla, sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear the question. My connection was kind of cutting out. What did you say? Why did they give him fentanyl? If fentanyl is a deadly drug, why would the hospital or the nurse give him fentanyl? So there was he. So the wife said he is not in pain. He doesn't need fentanyl. Fentanyl is typically given when somebody is having a pain crisis in an acute situation or they're being placed on the ventilator, they'll give fentanyl versed and they'll give a paralytic when they're going to start um, the ventilator. That's very typical, it's a normal thing. I've given fentanyl in the hospital, but it should be given under the guidelines of what it's intended for, not to hasten somebody's death. And in this situation, it hastened his death. Wow, interesting, that's let, interesting. Let Go me ahead. understand, so all three of you all, you all are patient advocates, at Grave Care, are uh, you? No. Okay. No. But you're no. Priscilla's a um, has an advocacy uh, company called Grave Care, mm -hmm. and I I started a eight hundred free eight hundred uh, national hotline where people can reach out to me and my team, and we'll help people for free. Okay. And I, I started protocolkills.com as a survivor of, of hospital protocol. And basically what we're trying to do in combination is to warn everyone of what's going on and try to prepare them with uh, the proper, at least few documentations that you can get in with the hospital and then have access available to either um, Laura's hotline or through Grave Care. Um, however they want to go, but we want to warn, inform, and then provide uh, services that will help them to stay alive. Okay. And it's not just with COVID, it's with anything. Anything, now. anything, know, any, any reason to go to a hospital. And it's not even with just the hospitals. If you question primary care doctors and specialists, they're acting offensive, like, like they are offended by you asking a question about yeah. your health. And I noticed that. So people, it's not just COVID now. It can be anything, anything. And you need to make sure that you are protected in these hospitals.
We've been telling everybody to go to greatcaregreatcare.com, you all, where they, uh, you know, can advocate for you and can see what these hospitals are doing because mm-hmm. you don't want to get harmed in the hospital because it seems like right now this is about the money. Mm-hmm. This is all about how much we can match the insurance companies for what say you. A hundred percent. That's what's happening. Look, they are the most not the nonprofit hospitals are the most profitable. There's a reason for that. So don't be fooled as to going to the emergency room that you're going to receive the care that you deserve. You need to know what you want and you need to know what you don't want. And you need to have the paperwork in order. And I would highly advise that you have an advocate that you can call. We have after hours advocacy all throughout the week. We do this every single day, even internationally. Guess what? This is a completely different service that is highly needed. It's been needed for a long time, but right now the public, if they need you know, a free advocacy hotline, Protocol Kills has it on their website. I'm thankful for them. We're collaborating because at the end of the day, we need patriots to start coming together and we need to not be siloed. We've got to start communicating effectively together. Okay, a good example. I was just gonna say a good example of this is what um, uh, Laura had someone call. Well, someone had emailed um, my website and I uh, referred them to Laura for for information, but it was about um, a surgery. Do you wanna tell them about that, Laura? Sure, sure. So, um, and thank you for sharing that hotline number so that yes. more people know about. Um, 3-800 hotline. That's right. 888-219-3637 or C-19 emergency spelled out. So um, my, my brother is a doctor. Um, and so I helped him for the last, oh gosh, two plus years, try to get information out about how they could be safe and recovered from COVID in hospital or hopefully at home before they even have to go to a hospital Um, because of my background. You remember spending some time with me, ladies, with Defense Box. Okay, so it's come full circle. uh, Just about everything in the last two years that you could touch, I've touched it from helping get the message out, traveling around with my brother as a publicist to um, building, helping build out the Budesonide Works website, not the IT part, that was Jody Hadsel, but uh, some of the content on that webpage so people could be safe. And, um, and that led to fi- hearing these uh, terrible stories of people trapped in hospitals and what they're having to deal with. Uh, they're being separated from their family, first of all, proximity-wise. They're, they're separated from somebody who can be eyes and ears on them and help advocate for them when they can't advocate for themselves if they're incapacitated. Um, So I've heard the worst of the worst stories. And I said, I gotta do something. I gotta get involved myself. And so I started an 800 number. Um, I just, I man that 24 seven. I have some some people that help me. Um, I have a, a RN, JD, and former hospital insider who really knows how the hospital works, what makes them tick, and how to get uh, change for these patients, how to ask for things in a way that most people don't know about. It's a super secret uh, side of the the healthcare system. If you didn't answer to the CEO of a a major hospital, you wouldn't know, but I've got that person on my team, and she knows 
knows how to uh, kind of escalate things beyond the people in the front that are kind of um, uh, go-betweens between the patient and the doctor. They're people that run interference, if you will. And we we bypass those uh, those gatekeepers to get to the decision makers, which is the doctor side of things, not the nursing side. I have great respect for nurses. My mom was a nurse. My sister's a nurse. So I love nurses. But we don't go through the normal channels they push you towards. You know, the, the patient advocate for the hospital, the customer care people for the hospital, the case managers for the hospital. Those aren't the people we deal with because we want to escalate things and leapfrog past the obstacles to get the patient what they ask, what they're asking for and what they need. Okay, so let me ask you this here. Do you still have the defense box? And the reason why I'm asking is because I know a new variant is on the rise and they said it's gonna be 80% or 80% times deadlier than all of the other stuff. This is what I'm reading. I don't know how true it is. So does that stuff in that box still helps with this new variant or do we have to change our whole protocol now? Well, I, I really am not an expert on the new variant, but um, you know, I'm, I'm sure those things will not hurt you for the new for anything they throw at us coming up. But unfortunately, ladies, uh, as you know, we were blacklisted, targeted, censored. Not even the quote patriots uh, people who run the uh, processing companies beyond the big you know, PayPal's and the Venmo's, they won't touch us with a 10 foot pole. So, um, you know, I took out a loan for that and it's just kind of a wash. I'm, I'm upside down on that. Personally, we both have taken a hit, my business partner and myself, but that's okay. Our, our goal, as my goal is now moving forward is just to help people, keep helping people. And yeah. so uh, those items, you can still find them at Defense Box. You can you can uh, find the list of things and get them yourself. They're they're readily available, easy to find in grocery stores. But because we had connected the dots, as you know, with COVID, we were silenced. We were blacklisted, targeted. Wow. Um, but anyway, I, it's not stopping me. I'm still I'm still moving. Say, don't, I'm still don't moving forward, helping people. Don't let it stop you all. I want to say to you, uh, three beautiful uh, ladies. Uh, you know. Sometimes you have to be put in a position. God chooses who he wants in that particular position. And unfortunately, you all are the chosen one. Right. And so continue to do what you do. God bless you all for stepping outside of your comfort zone. Yes. And and putting putting yourself in a place and a space where there is a need. Right. May God be richly bless you mm -hmm. all for what you're doing. Because there is a need. Yeah. Stuff is about to get started back up. Yeah. And now that you come to us and tell us, it don't have to be COVID. A lot of nefarious it things are just anything. happening. People got to be on the lookout, but you got to take care of yourself. Hey, I love mm -hmm. you all. Priscilla, Greta, Laura, thank tell, you all so much for being here. Tell everybody how they can. Tell, they tell can. everybody how they can get in contact Starting with you. with Greta. Greta, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you. You can um, email me and contact me at protocolkills.com. There's a lot of information on there. Remember, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So everyone needs to warn themselves, uh, um, prepare themselves with knowledge and learn these things. So you can get that at protocolkills.com. And All Laura, right. Laura, 
Yes, uh, you could either reach uh, protocolkills.com, find my number there, or you can just remember um, C, uh, 888-C19-Emergency. It's spelled, uh, It's the numbers are 888-219-3637, and you'll reach me and my team. All right, okay. and Priscilla. And Priscilla. Yep, so um, great care, um, use the QR code. Make sure you let us know that Diamond and Silk sent you. You do get a discount as well um, if you go ahead and purchase uh, services to get started. Um, we have over 20 advocates across the states and internationally, and we are helping people with lots of different issues all across the board from neonatal to uh, elderly in their 90s, which is fantastic. So you can call or text the number um, as well that's down here. And um, we're super excited. Healthcare sucks. Get an advocate. We're super excited to keep on tackling the big corporate money system. Wow. Incredible. And I love it that you all are working together. Thank yeah. you all so much for being on the show. We surely appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, you ladies. Thank you. Incredible, wow. incredible, incredible. Make sure you use promo code TRUMP1 whenever you go to Great Care right. and sign up. Get one of the advocates. I believe Dr. Artis is also uh, one of the advocates That's there right. at gracecare.com. And don't forget about the hypochlorous spray at cbspray.com. Yes. If you have not gotten it, please go over there and get it. Uh, everything is about right now hunkering down and making sure we're protected, Protecting especially now yourself. that we're about to go through the winter months. Yep. All of the, you know, the nasty, and then the, all of the things that I'm hearing. Just protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yes, yourself. Yes. All right. Okay, y'all. Hey, do you know it's time to go? Mm -hmm. every, Listen, every, every day we pray at 11:21 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We pray for you. I hope you're praying for us. Yes. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. All right. All right. Alicia's coming to give y'all the 211. We call it the 211 because it's two of us. one's giving it to you. So in the meantime and in between time, we will see you all next time. Right here on Diamond and Silk Chit Chat Live. Bye bye. You're watching Lindell TV. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Years ago.